Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Do you guys ever have one of those moments when you get off a Skype call or a phone call? I always prefer Skype to phone, <laughs> but when you get off a call with somebody or you're in in the middle of an email exchange or connecting with somebody socially and you realize this is what I get to do for a living, right? Like I get to talk to cool people or I get to connect and, and build relationships with people all over the friggin' world. Like it's crazy. That's what, uh, that's how I felt after I got off this call. And this was a connection, uh, through a mutual friend, Tony Teagard. And today I have Josh Denning on the call of Tropical Entrepreneur. And Josh is just awesome. And since we did this interview a couple months ago, um, since that time, we have had a few Skype calls and we're looking to do some collaboration. I have no idea what that's going to look like, but again, just, just an awesome guy. You're going to love the interview. So enjoy the interview. You might want to take some notes. Josh has tons of great value and tips and, uh, you can probably look forward to Josh and I doing something together. I don't know what that's going to look like. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy the interview. <laughs> Josh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. It's an absolute pleasure. You know, as I've been digging through, well, just getting to know you and through our conversations, you know, I keep joking around that, you know, here you are in Bangkok, Thailand. I just want an excuse to come over there. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's, if you could explain to the listeners, I I just find that people do it better themselves. Give us a little bit of your background and, and what you were doing before you started Tropical Entrepreneur. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, again, yeah, thanks for uh, having me on the show and happy to provide a stack of uh, value for the for the audience. But so before I came to Thailand, I've really spent the best part of the last 12 years in and around the marketing industry, primarily digital marketing. Um, so very, very initially, it was a traditional agency. I was working, uh, producing a midnight to dawn show on 2GB in Australia, in New South Wales, in Sydney, which was the Andrew Harwood show. And it sounds like it was very flash and glamorous, but a producer really, which uh, was a bit of a shock to me finding out after applying for the role, is actually a glorified salesperson. So um, it was straight into selling over the phone and booking advertising is really the biggest role of the producer of, of radio, which was really interesting to discover. Um, so that was really back in 1990, uh, 1999, 98, 99. And, uh, I'd really already started to see that the digital marketing industry was, was coming around, but it was, it was actually already starting to happen then in some ways, you know, the big first dot com bubble was around then. And I was about to segue into, uh, digital marketing, but when the crash happened and it all got a bit crazy and it kind of, even some people believed that the internet might have been a fad even back then, believe it or not, <laughs> which is, <laughs> That's crazy. (laughs) Hard to imagine. But yeah, like, I mean, people are still scared to use credit cards online and stuff like that in Australia. But so a couple of years later, though, um, I did make the segue into the digital marketing industry professionally. Um, actually discovered it first in, in Hong Kong in 2004 when I was doing some digital nomad stuff and um, I was teaching English and just had a stack of spare time on my hands and um, thought, okay, right, I'm going to slowly make this segue into the digital marketing industry from traditional marketing while I'm on this break and I've got all this spare time and just started tinkering around and found preset programs that had autoresponders and had uh, pre-done sales funnels and things like this. And I actually, way back then, so this was 2003, built a huge list with like 20,000 people on it. Um, and a, a lot of those leads came from Key2Net. But then one month, uh, I decided not to renew my autoresponder account, which i dreadfully regret now because I would have had probably hundreds and hundreds of thousands of emails and uh and just and let it lapse so so that um that that big list was lost uh and yeah so it was actually 
back then remember getting what the first time I got a check in the mail for, I think it was from a, a company called GDI and then there was another one Success University and um, the first check that came in the mail was like $46 and then I was like wow this is amazing this works and then another one came and it was 150 and then another one 400 and then a thousand and then 2400 and then like $3,000 and then for some reason I can't remember exactly why but I, I turned the gas off I think I can't remember exactly what I did and then the, the check started to get smaller but that was really like okay wow this works and I decided to to move into the industry professionally and um, and got a role with Hitwise which is one of the largest digital agencies um, in Australia or actually in the world now I think they, they were bought by Experian and now have quite a few billion dollars in digital funds under management and spent a couple of years there really learning how to do digital professionally from an enterprise perspective and that was great stacks of learning i mean average deal size or minimum deal size was ten thousand dollars a month in, in seo so it was all enterprise and then after that moved over to bruce clay which was another kind of enterprise position but all all seo wasn't uh, multi-channel like it was and spent a couple of years there too got trained by bruce himself which was was fantastic and and uh, then I actually took uh, – actually, no, after that, I, I started a, um, a small product launch consultative agency and, and did some product launching and consulted on some product launches. Did a launch um, called Guru Siphon Formula. It was probably the best one with my partner that we did together and we drove, I think, 25,000 people through, through a funnel in, uh, in about two and a half weeks. What, what was the name of the product again that you launched? It was a Guru Siphon Formula. Oh, okay. It, 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 it had a few um, a few variant. We we launched it a few times, um, upgraded it, changed it. It was first it was Guru Siphon Formula, then it was um, Commission Siphon X and, and Commission Siphon Formula, um, and it was all about how to do uh, piggyback on Guru launches, like thousand dollar make your first thousand dollar commission type stuff. Because we were um, we were doing a lot of SEO, obviously having been at Bruce Clay to to rank WordPress sites with a review of. Uh, guru products like Mass Control and Product Launch Formula and Evan Pagan's um, Guru Mastermind and those kinds of products, and we were managing to sell like three, four, five, six, six units just from ranking these sites um, on Google and on, on the first page of Google with a bonus. So you know, if you if you sold six, seven, you know, eight units, that was you know six to nine thousand dollars. I think with some of Evans, he was paying like up to two thousand dollars commission on some of his products. I think we remember making like fifteen thousand dollars from a, a uh, Evan Pagan launch with really very little work. So we put that into a program and, and launched it, and and that went well. And then um, and then I gave that business to to my buddy. Took a couple of years off to try and figure out what I was going to do, and ended up saying, okay, I'm going to go and live the digital nomad life and move to Thailand and and. Um, and yeah, and, and found a, a digital agency over here that I, I worked with. Started with as a as a consultant, and and uh, and sold SEO for for a year, and then ended up being becoming the sales manager, and and then ended up becoming the the, the Asia Pacific sales director, and then the Asia Pacific um, sales and SEO director, and then a partner, and then ran ended up running the whole white label division, like built a whole company to to fulfill for this business that became one of the largest or I think the largest digital agency in Western Australia and um, did that for five years and that was really awesome, really excellent learning experience from the perspective of growing businesses and building teams and training teams and, and that kind of thing and then uh, and then had some disagreements with the way clients looked after and the amount of money that was going into clients' accounts and really though I think you know that's the way I, I, I marked it up for myself but I, I guess probably psychologically it was just time for me to grow my own agency and um yeah about 18 months ago moved away from from that business and we parted ways as friends and i've set up a, a new digital agency which is which is going great and the podcast and kinds of brings brings us to today holy moly what a fun story and <laughs> there's like 12 questions coming from that um so just so the listeners understand all of the sort of internet marketing that you were doing with the product launches, all of that you were doing while you still had a full-time job? Uh, um, kind of, actually, after Bruce Clay. So when we were doing the, the Guru piggyback launches, actually when we um, had the first really successful Guru piggy bank, which was John Reese's Outsource Force, 
launch. We sold a, a few units of that. And I actually um, handed my resignation in at Bruce Clay like the next two days later or something. And, and we were, <laughs> went full time on that straight away. And yeah, so so that was actually two years we, uh, um, without working for someone else. So, so no, I was actually, no, I quit, quit straight away as soon as that started to work. Okay, great. So you actually had um, a little bit of, so you got a taste of the freedom that working for yourself <laughs> really brings you. Totally, and 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 really, I, like if you remember back then as well, Kim, that was so that was like two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. There was like a two, three thousand dollar product launching like every single week, and uh, it may be similar now. It might be just because I'm I, I'm not really in that buying launch products all the time mindset like I was back then because I was really voraciously learning as well and um, buying a lot of courses too but I just I don't think there's as many two three thousand dollar products being sold all the time now and I don't think there's as many buyers maybe there is but um you know, maybe there totally is, but it was just, it was just, it was easy back then. There were so many buyers and there were so many $3,000 products and $2,000 products being sold all the time that we were able to etch out and sell three to five units almost every single week. So it was Man. good money. Yeah, it, it totally is. It's funny that you say that because you're right. I, I, I think for myself, because I don't, I'm not in that space of following those types of launches. You know, all the people you've mentioned, I still pay attention to. And, you know, a lot of it, I just enjoy watching the launch process at this point and, and kind of dissecting down what they're doing and how it's working. I think it's pretty fascinating. But yeah, it's funny. I don't, I don't see that many high ticket launches anymore. But again, I think part of it is you choose, you know, what you're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And you brought, just brought up something really interesting. I just want to kind of piggyback off that point for a moment where you said, you know, you really just like watching the launches now and learning from them. And really, there, there is no better way to learn than to closely observe what the experts are doing, sometimes even more so than going through their courses. It's just to, to really watch the way their funnel works. Uh, I even download the, the videos usually. I'll sometimes get them transcribed to review them, save the pages in their funnel if I if I do purchase. And yeah, it's just, it's a really, really valuable way to learn what you just mentioned. Yeah. And I think if, if it's, it's sort of that backwards engineering, or as Russell Brunson says, it's, it's funnel hacking, essentially. It's, and obviously you don't want to copy it, but if you just look at what is that trigger, and I, I was watching this morning the new launch for the Webinar Jam Studio, and it was interesting because the promo video, there's this promo video, but then right above the video, there's a tab for like a 40 minute demo of the new dashboard and, and setup process and how to use the tool. And I was like, well, that's, that's more appealing to me <laughs> because I'm like, I, I get what it can do, but I want to watch the interface for myself. But so I, I just think just even seeing that was new to me where it's like, okay, there's a promo, but there's also this, here's the promo, but hey, here's it actually an act- action, right? On the, on the homepage. So that was just kind of interesting. Um, mm. Okay, so l- let's talk a little bit about the digital agency. And first of all, what was that like f- f- creating a- your own company in another country? <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was it was definitely oh, it was interesting. It was a, it was a fantastic experience. I, I think um, it it wasn't as daunting as as you may think, and I think that goes back to because. Even, you know, way back in the day, like in kind of 2001, 2002, I was running finance companies and read a lot about uh, tax havens and uh, there was a, a, a website that I was huge on called Escape Artist and they there was a lot of training and blog posts about setting up companies in other countries and how it all works and how to structure them and how to do it safely. So I'd, I'd done a lot of reading, you know, years and years ago. So it's kind of, I think, in some ways already mentally prepared for it um and and i'd already been working overseas for a while so it wasn't as scary as it might be like just getting off the plane and 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 (laughs) doing it all like some people do but it was great i mean it was it was it was fantastic really i mean got getting to deal with like big thai law firms and, and learning how the thai law works and dealing with immigration and getting work permits and hiring staff and learning how to use the recruitment sites in, in, in Thailand and hiring and training and interviewing and just really everything that goes into growing a company. And it's very, very lucky from another way with the agency that I was 
providing this white label service to that it was a it was a hybrid relationship like they were putting a, like really all of the funding into getting this first company set up even though I had to do everything as if I was the full owner of it so there was a lot of cash to like hire people and to train and to bring on good people and and to pay everybody that needed to be paid so to speak um which really was a fabulous little bit of experience before going and, and doing it without having that support as the next iteration. God, that's awesome. You know what? Before we go too much further, what is the name of your agency? So we can make sure, and everybody listening, all the links will be in the show notes, but what is the name of your company, your agency? Yeah, totally. So so there's um, there's two uh, areas of the agency. There's smartroi.com.au, which is the uh, like full-service digital marketing, so SEO, pay-per-click, conversion optimization, web design, web development, and everything like that. But there's also um, my specific um, consulting agency, which is people that want to work directly with me for specific reasons, which is Authority Factory. And that's where I consult with people one-on-one to, to help them build their authority p- profiles out, which could be includes launching their book, getting their podcast done, um, using accelerators to, to grow their actual exposure by content promotion, doing their blog, getting videos out, putting their funnel together, and uh, all those kinds of things, which is authorityfactory.net. Okay, thank you. I was just about, to, I was like, is that calm or not? Okay, so before we jump into Authority Factory, because I want to, I'm fascinated with that that space in general, because I think that you know, it's funny, like you see people blogging, talking about there's so much noise, there's so much information out there. And so it, it really is, how, how do you establish yourself, you know, in your niche? And I don't, I don't know if I want to use the term expert, just because <laughs> I feel like everybody does it. But at the same time, you want to set yourself apart. And, and I think today, that's the only way you're going to succeed. And I don't want to say competition, but because of the amount of information and content that people have to choose from, so you have to differentiate yourself in a way. And so I, I totally want to get into that. Uh, what I want to ask you, though, in, in doing that, so it, to, to me, it sounds like there was a whole bunch of smooth transitions and it wasn't super hard. Were there any challenges you faced, though, when, when launching this? And whether it was another country or, you know, did you ever have those moments of, what am I doing doing this over here? <laughs> yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, so the the transition really from the from the the big agency that I was I was running as as a um, as the Asia Pacific director, but also as a kind of invisible partner that that had another agency that was really providing everything on a white label. The the transition from that to actually having um, my own agency now that that um, that are, that I owned with my my wife was was um, yeah, there, there was a there's actually like let me just think. There's about twelve months, maybe a little bit less than twelve months between there, and I'd actually so I'd, I'd done quite a bit of consulting with John Lee Dumas to get my podcast set up, and I was really kind of torn internally between really just wanting to only run this podcast and and grow a podcast business and and just ha- you know maybe do a little bit of consulting from home versus going back to build the full blown you know big agency with teams and staff and lead generation departments and all of that again and um we i had quite a bit of savings i had a pretty good bank built up um from the the five years running this this agency but um through running the podcast and like going for nine months without working and without actual income coming in that was starting to deteriorate very very quickly um and it just the, the podcast just didn't turn um business as as anywhere near as fast as I thought it would and I've learned a lot of lessons now and I know that's because a lot to do with what you and I have been discussing a lot recently Kim and some of the things that you're doing around really having a, a very good funnel built onto the podcast and and actually using accelerators to promote your content like you know paying for traffic to to promote content and all these kinds of things mm-hmm. um and it was all stuff that I'd done at the digital agency but for some reason sometimes when you do things yourself and it's a kind of slightly new field you don't always bring your old knowledge to it or you just like forget everything you 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 know and then there are some things that you don't know that you don't know because it's a a new field even if you do know them as strange as that probably sounds but I I guess I could draw on what I've heard Rich Sheffron say a number of times when he was getting started online uh, you know Rich from from Strategic Profits and Mm -hmm. 
um, he had, you know, that he'd built this massive big hypnotherapy business that I think was doing 20 or 40 million or some huge numbers and the massive clothing business before that. But then when he started online because he was trying to do, you know, the, the laptop on the beach type dream, he was just struggling and he struggled for like 18 months or 24 months or something before he realized, hang on, this is a business. I've got to, I've got to build it like a business, not try and do everything myself. And he realized that, wow, there's actually more jobs involved in internet marketing than there is, you know, in a hypnotherapy agency or clinic or what have you. And and I kind of had that same wake up and a couple of clients came in off for, for SEO that remembered me and wanted me to do some stuff for them. And that was some, some money that suddenly came in and then the light bulb just went off like, what am I doing? Um, I've got to go back into agency work. And we I'd gone so far with, with the money and with the podcast that we actually had to, I had to go and quickly find some investors and I had to raise some capital. And it was, and, and it was quite challenging. And there were some mornings where I was, yeah, I was waking up and I was thinking, why did I leave the old agency I had was making huge money it was cushy it was all systematized I had teams doing most of the work for me and I was freaking out (laughs) (laughs) um but but yeah but slowly but surely we we, you know we we crossed the bridges and experience kind of kicked in and was able to you know to to kind of work our way to to back to a position where we've got you know a good number of clients again and and there's good revenue coming in and we're stable and we've got some good team members and and everything's kind of going well again. It's fascinating to me that people don't look at an online business as a business. It's 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 very strange. A lot of people think this you know they're they're going to start something and they they forget that first of all you do need to invest in it right. A lot of people are. You know, I've, I've told this story on my show a couple times where I had a uh, physical retail scrapbook store for a couple of years, and our costs to do business before opening the door were fixed every month. You had, you know, we had a few thousand dollars if plus just in rent <laughs> and, and different mm. things that you had to deal with. And so, you know, we knew, and, and mind you, this is selling pieces of paper and stickers, right? For ten, so how many of those do we have to sell? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. the yeah. money, the money was in the workshops, of course, and then you get people to buy. And, and then of course there's products sure. for a couple hundred bucks. But the point is it, you, you do have to treat it like a business. And of course the only way to get that, I, I think the big ROI where you start seeing opportunities in terms of passive opportunities or retainers or ongoing is to start building a team. There, there's simply no way you know, you can do this unless you just personally, I think you can't. I, I think having a team is the key to to growth and scalability. Um, but what I really want to talk about is Authority Factory. So let's let, fill me in, first of all, on on how you came to doing the consulting for Authority Factory. What brought you to that place? Yeah, so I, I realized that um, I kind of looked back over everything I'd been doing for the last yeah, well, more than a decade, really, since I very first started reading when I was, uh, I guess I was 11 years old or something when I found some, some books in, in my um, family library and, and they were the classics. It was like Think and Grow Rich and um, See You at the Top with uh, Zig, Zig, Zig Ziglar's book and Silver Mind Control and, and Psycho-Cybernetics where yeah, I read those books and that really started me on a journey to, to kind of start studying authorities and it really st- still today, I'm still still doing it. And I looked back and I realized really, wow, what I've been doing over all these years is I've been practicing and studying the art of of what it takes to become a, a, an authority, what it takes to, and also to grow businesses, which I've realized in in a big part is is due to developing your authority and to um, a, a, like kind of passing off that personal brand authority over onto your your business or like your enterprise authority and and you can develop authority on both sides but when you're starting it really it helps a lot to use your your personal brand authority and to pass some of that over to your enterprise and and that kind of is what builds up your enterprise brand authority. Um, and yeah, so when I, when I realized that and I really enjoyed Tropical Entrepreneur and what I was doing with there with the, the uh, lifestyle businesses and helping people like kind of learn how to grow a lifestyle business and everything, but I realized I will still keep doing that because I do enjoy it and it is a passion of mine and I have been living that location independent life for a, a long time on and off for, for really for about eight years now. Um, but my real passion, my, the thing that I really love that really 
I guess rings my bell is is that the whole area of, of building your authority up and, and and business growth and rapid business growth like growing businesses quickly so get publishing books speaking at events creating information products blogging podcasting these are things that I call the pillars of authority so I just decided that I was going to re-engineer myself re-engineer everything I'd learned from the agency re-engineer everything that I'd, I'd kind of learned from the, the couple of years and 200 episodes with Tropic Entrepreneur and with consulting with John Lee Dumas and some other people that I've consulted with and, and I just kind of box it in and realize that the avatar that I wanted to work with and that is either you know your author's um, your, your other internet marketers, your consultants, your coaches, but also your business owners that really are, are seeking to create that rapid growth and, and to develop their personal brand authority to pass off to their, their enterprise. And that those are the people that I wanted to work with and the people that want to build their authority through publishing books, through podcasting, through blogging and, and speaking and the things that go into that and yeah that's that's kind of how it, how it came to, to be just through reverse engineering everything I've done really trying to understand where my strengths and skills were and how I could best kind of give those learnings back to to my market wow so what would you recommend to somebody who let's say you know they're like god okay that sounds like kind of where I'm at so outside of connecting with you, because I think obviously there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but what would you recommend to somebody who wanted to get started, you know, in, in that authority piece and building their brand that way? Yeah, definitely. So there the, the absolutely is a lot of, that goes into it and there's a lot of work, but it, but it's it's all enjoyable work really once you get into it and once you get over the tech, technology kind of hurdle with um, knowing how all the tech kind of fits together. But uh, really... One of the best pieces and I think one of the fastest ways you can accelerate your authority is without a shadow of a doubt, starting a podcast um, and and also a book. But I'll, I'll talk about the podcast first. Um, and the reason for that is, yes, it creates traffic very fast. Like You can create traffic and very high quality traffic that you've got a relationship with with a podcast like faster than SEO. Probably not, definitely not as fast as with paid traffic, but it's a, it's a different kind of traffic and it's nowhere near the, the revenue investment required but also because it's the very best way to be able to reach out to other influencers other authorities other experts in your industry and interview them and have them want to do that because um and, th- and this is a question that i get from people a lot why would pe- why would these big authorities want 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 to be interviewed by me what what benefit is it to them and and it is a benefit to them because they're also they're looking to continue to grow their authority as well so they want the exposure too and even if you've only got a small podcast that's only getting a few hundred visitors a month well that's a few hundred extra people that are now seeing them and are now getting exposure to them and 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 you might not get the very top authorities at the beginning but you can you know start a little bit smaller and work your way up and then as you're as you're interviewing more and more experts and you're building that authority up one which is something that frank kern talks about a lot you're starting to um create indoctrination with the people that are listening to to your podcast because when you're seen talking to all these authorities you're immediately placed in that same category as well if if those authorities are talking to you then you must also be an authority at some level as well and that's the way they start to think but but then also as well as that all of those authorities now they're they're now your friends as well at some level you've got some relationship with them and you don't want to go straight away asking them to you know promote your product or send you know mail your launch or something like that you want to actually, you know, be a real friend, be a real a, a good um, value add to, to their network as well and, and see how you can add value, see how you can help them, see how you can give back. And then you're not necessarily doing that with the thought of what you can get. But when you do need something because you've added value, then they're now friends that will be there for you when you need them. So it's, it's just a really good way to grow that all essential aspect of your authority, of, of your network. But um yeah, so that that's that would be the, one of the biggest things I'd recommend people start doing as soon as they can is podcasting. Um, and the second thing would be getting a, a book published. And it, it doesn't have to be a, an exceptional book. I, I mean, ideally, I recommend it. It should be if, if you can. And, and really exceptional books happen more, not so much from 
what you punch out straight away because you can actually write a book pretty quickly if you actually just do, you know, if you do a couple of pages every day for for six months, um, you know, you can have a 360-page book done in six months just by sitting down and doing two pages a day pretty much. And that is just really quick. You'd be surprised how quick you can get that out. But then to turn that into a great book, it's more about proofreading and editing. And now even with Amazon and Create Space, um, you can get a, a full professional editor to do, um, I think it's two or three full edits of a 300-page book for like 450 US dollars, which is just amazing. <laughs> God, that's crazy. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I didn't even know that they had that, that, that they could, you could do that with them, that they would do the editing. That's awesome. Yeah, so they've got a full editing service now. Um, I, and uh, yeah, I definitely recommend you check that out to that create space and services and that's their editors. Um, but, but also, again, just going back to the podcast, you can also get, you know, if you, you wanted to, a lot of your episodes transcribed and that can become your book. But then once, so let's I'll just kind of shortcut this to just try and condense it. Once you've got that book, then one that becomes your new business card. Now on your, when you introduce yourself on videos, you can introduce yourself as an author. When you meet people, you can introduce yourself as an author. And you just, it's just phenomenal. When you introduce yourself as an author, it's just amazing um, the way it opens doors. People want a copy of your book. They want to talk about it. They want to know how you wrote a book because, you know, most of the general world in our, in our industry, in our little world, in our community, it's not quite as amazing because, you know, we've all kind of done it, a lot of us or a lot of us are doing it. But when you go out into the greater world and traditional business and everything and, and you say you've written a book or you hand out people your book, then, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a huge thing. They, they see it as massive. And if you can have a little pack where you've got a, your book and maybe a DVD that's got or, or a CD that's got some of your podcasts on it, and then even a, if you can do a little DVD as well that goes, goes talks people through your value proposition and your unique selling points, and then with you as a business, you hand that to potential clients, you know, you're probably going to be one out of a hundred that, that does something like that and your authority's just gone through the roof and your chances of then getting that client to now tenfold more than anyone else plus you can charge a higher transactional fee and you know you're just clearly a, a good marketer you, you're, you're doing things in an exceptional way and but um, yeah, but so th- those would be the two major things I'd recommend as as rapid authority boosters is, is get a podcast started ASAP and get a book published. Well, you know how I feel about podcasting. <laughs> um, I do. Yeah, and I, I've. It's funny because I've often thought, God, I would love to do a book. And I mean, I've done Kindle books and stuff, but more of a a brand positioning, just like you said, not just a how to book on something, but really coming from the place of you know, that's exactly it, the brand piece of it. Um, so. Have you, do you have any client stories in terms of, you know, having worked with somebody and they, you know, stepping into this authority space and either getting a book or a podcast launched? I just want to, yeah, just on that basis, do a quick shout out to um, a, a buddy of mine that I, I do a, quite a bit of work with in, in this area with um, with book publishing. And he's just, he's fantastic. And he's working with me on on my current book on, on authority marketing, the book which goes through all of these pillars. Um, and his name's his name's Tom uh, Tom Morks, and he's got his businesses his publishing empire as well. And um, just yeah, to quickly take you through a couple of the the uh, books. So one of the books that he did was um, Seven Day Startup, and this was with with Dan Norris. I just and had him on. Just oh, I love his book. Yeah, <laughs> it's great, right? So. So his book went from, um, you know, for in, it was in the top 100, hit number one, and like really, really quickly. And um, yeah, he's, he's still up there with Eric Reese and Peter Thiel. And just based off his numbers, it looks like he still sells 40 to 60 books per day. Um, but one of the really interesting ones is... Um, was the one that was built it was so that there was one i think it was was it liam fitch stop thinking like a freelancer no no it was do do you talk funny so this was one that was about like having a speaking career but also um using comedy habits in your public speaking and this one's a really interesting one because this was taken with someone that had no list and didn't have like any audience or anything like that and over 30 days Work together, they built up a, a, a list of 300 people to launch the book in the, in, you know, really competitive market around public speaking and, um, and, and actually get it to, to number one. 
And I just think that's really phenomenal. And now he's, he's been in stacks of media. He's been on the art of manliness. He's getting lots of speaking gigs. I mean, he's even been on TV from it. And that's from like with no list, no audience, um, just using some of the like the book launch strategies that are used with the, the, that Tom uses because Tom and, um, and another buddy of, of mine as well as uh, his um, name is, is Guy who set up the, the platform called Publishizer, which is another part of another different type of book launch strategy that we use where you can actually crowd publish your book and have the, uh, the crowd um, put money into, uh, into your book before you write it and you can you know, raise five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 before you even, even write your book. And um, using like Tom's strategies and my strategies combined with Guy's strategies now as well, um, on the Publishizer platform, if we get your book up to $30,000 in sales, you've got an immediate like well, 99.9% immediate deal with a traditional publisher and then the $30,000 in sales just becomes an advance and then they handle getting your book in all of the global bookstores and they put a big marketing campaign behind it and it's a different strategy to actually get um, published because you know, a lot of people now talk about um, self-publishing versus traditional publishers just because it's easy mm-hmm. but there's there's a lot of power in having that um, having that traditional publisher deal as well in terms of the authority it creates for you and the way you're seen if you you know if you're on a, the penguin label or the entrepreneur press label there's a lot of extra authority that comes with that and then you know you start to talk about getting onto the New York Times bestsellers list and everything like that and it's just all about having a very organized effective strategy so tom puts together the kind of aspects around um, preparing the emails to go out to um, you, the people that you've had on your podcast and your guests on your podcast to kind of build a relationship with the right people to help you there um, you know guys got the stuff with the traditional publishers and the editors and stuff and i can like help with the seo and <clears throat> the paid traffic and building your pages and your funnels and, and everything like that if, if anyone does want to kind of look at this aspect of, of getting a, a book even with like no audience to kind of bestseller and then piggyback off that to start doing speaking and get a information product and everything like that holy moly i'm like <laughs> that was just awesome i'm i You've totally sold me on on wanting to do a book now, so I'm going to jump into that. God, that publisher, I didn't even know that existed. What a great story, though. And and I think people listening probably might think, you know, I I don't know, in internet marketing and just online marketing in general, you hear, you know, build your list, build your list, but to go from nothing to 300, and I mean, just, and who knows, I'd be curious to know, you know, what he ended up doing after as things started sort of snowballing, right? It kind of has this ripple effect that one thing leads to another leads to another. And so, um, and this is a guy for the, do you talk funny is the name of the book? Do you talk funny? Yeah. David, David, uh, Nihil. God, that is awesome. Do you have a, a, a piece of that, that you prefer doing, or what is the most fun thing for you in, in getting these people launched with their authority? For, oh, I mean, I'm very passionate about books and, and have been for, for a really long time. Um, it's, it's really one of the parts that's really enjoyable is just the initial, you know, consulting period and really learning about the person and, and learning about, you know, what they want to do with their authority when they get it. And that's something you, it's really got to be very well planned. So like if we're just talking about the book again, um, with the book, it's it's like you will make money off the book, but it's it's not so much about the, the book for book sales it's it's what do you want to do with the, the the authority that you get from the book is do you want to go and start doing speaking you know and, and actually getting paid speaking gigs or do we want to build a, a funnel for you off the back of the book that sends people into a membership site where you take the training you know deeper and, and go into video training and maybe some live webinars and, and coaching that way um, if you if if we are back to looking at speaking, which is an, another pillar in in de- developing your authority, what are we going to do on the back end of, of speaking? Are you going to when you do your talk or your your um you know your key your keynote talk or or your, your um your primary pitch, your primary speech that's your main main talk that you're going to do? Is that going to lead then into a mastermind or is that going to lead into your signature program? 
you know, what, what's going to be the strategy and, and just putting it all together is, is really a part that I, I really get very passionate, passionate about and enjoy helping people get all, get very clear on that and then put the strategy together. And then, of course, when you just see it all work, then that's fantastic. <laughs> God, I would just think, too, in, in going through that process, because there's, you know, there's something about that completion, too, of getting that book just done. I, I think there's a huge <laughs> piece that goes into that. But I, I would think what that what you're able to do for somebody, and it's, I don't say this, this quick acceleration, but for the brand, because, you know, obviously, I, I would think that a lot of these people that you're doing the authority piece for, they've got a website, or, you know, that's a piece of it. But a lot of that, you know, unless you have a ton of money to spend paid traffic, right? You, you can't, that's, that's not going to happen overnight, building an authority site, unless you have a lot of money, and are great at SEO, and are going to push out massive content. So, through the book or the podcast, like you're saying, they're, they're quick methods to build that brand, you know, that brand authority. And, and I think the relationships that can come from both of those and doing those, they're like, like I am floored at the connections and the relationships that have come from the podcast. Cause you know, outside of, you know, our books, you do have sales podcasting. Um, at this point, there's not a super specific tangible way to measure a return, right? Which is one of the things that we've been talking about, but um, it seems like you can do this pretty quickly for people. What's what's the time frame on writing a book? Do you think? Well, I was, I was just yeah. There was something I was, I was just going to tell you exactly about that. And there's a another publisher story that I'd, I'd like to tell you as well, which is just is really really amazing too. But um, yeah, so there's I guess there's a, there's a couple of different ways that um, that you can do uh, you can do your book. So you can you can really take you know, your time. Well, okay. So let, let me, let's back up a little bit here. There's a few different types of books. There's, you know, like we were talking about with your crowd published books. Mm -hmm. And in that case, you can actually sell the book before you've even written it, which is, you know, really interesting because when you um, put your proposal together and you put all the details together about, um, about doing your, your book, then the, the idea is that unless you're successful with your goal, that you're actually not going to write the book. So the whole idea is to reach out to the crowd and kind of build the book with the crowd and release it a bit at a time, get feedback and, and then complete it. So you can have been paid and you can have a lot of the authority developed before you've actually even written a word when you go down that route. Um, which is super interesting. So there was a one particular guy. Um, just trying to think of, of the name of his book. It was I think it was Mobile Ready from from the Publishizer platform. Scott Bales was it? Scott Bales or did he do it, the? It was. Lean I just brand? pulled that up. It was yeah. He was on the homepage. Um, yeah, Mobile Ready. He so, raised like twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah. So so and he like was another one. Like he did have a little bit of an audience definitely on his blog and he had a bit of a list and everything and he had a following but he hadn't been doing much speaking and from as soon as he did that launch and then actually wrote the book and delivered the book from then on he was like booked at to speak at um you know like hubs all around uh all around the world that's you know startup hubs and um little entrepreneur networks and um, CEO events and breakfast, biz, like business breakfasts and everything like this, just constantly, like every week, he had something booked, and some of it was paid, where he's actually getting paid a couple of hundred to a few thousand dollars to speak. Um, other things, he 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 was just speaking because it was a place he wanted to speak. But then he had his stuff that he was offering on the back end, and then he's got all his consulting that he's getting to set up mobile campaigns as well. And that was just from one crowd published book, where he's now got. A flourishing business and an exciting international life just from crowd publishing that one book, which is just you know it's just so amazing. But then there's the other like the the other route of actually putting you know structuring uh, your launch yourself and fully writing the book yourself and completely self publishing it and getting an editor and and not actually going live and until the book's ready. And there are ways to do that quickly and there are ways to do it slowly. So you can just like fully write it out, you know. For, structure it first, figure out, spend the time, figure out what the chapters are going to be, what's the value proposition, what's the message that you're delivering, who's the audience, and you know, get the book right and everything like that, and then just write it and, and, and get it out and do a launch. And, and that can take 
you know, quite another a number of months, three to six months. But there's another way to really speed that up. And this is actually something that I learned from, from Dean Jackson. And I, I think it's just excellent. And I, I've actually learned it from other places, but the way he talks about it is great because of the 90 minute book. And this is something we're going to start to look help, start to look to be helping people to do a lot more of because it makes it much easier. And this is where, again, so we'll do a couple of strategy sessions together to really work out, okay, what's the, Who's the market? What's the message? What's the value proposition? What do we? Who are we going to get to do some testimonials and reviews of your books? What are the bullet points going to be? Let's get the cover done. Let's get the back of the cover done, the front of the cover done, the inside of the cover done. Let's framework it out. So figure out what are the main topics going to be, and you know you could actually get that done in like you know thirty minutes to to framework it out, a couple of hours in the strategy calls to get the strategy right. But once the strategy is right, and you spend thirty minutes to framework it out then we're going to jump on and do an interview and we're going to spend you know 60 to 90 minutes in an interview and we're just going to go through all the questions like basically from around the framework that we've designed together and then we're going to get that that interview completely transcribed and then we're going to send it off so we're going to ask you all the questions because you've already got all the information in, in your mind we've just got to get that out into an audio we're going to send that off to get it all transcribed and then once it's all transcribed, we're going to send it off to an editor to get it turned into a book. So we can actually have a pretty good quality book done for you literally within like three weeks. Holy moly. <laughs> I'm like, sign me up. Seriously, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> but now, just as we start winding down here, do you think there is um, sort of a base foundation or what would be the criteria that you look for for somebody who who wants to step into the authority marketing piece, whether it's with a book or a podcast? Is there sort of a foundation they should have? Um, look, I think, yeah, you, you've really got to be committed to it. it it's got to be something that you are you're very serious about um you are willing to look at this as a long-term play whilst we can accelerate your authority pretty quickly on the front end the real um success is going to come out of being willing to work being willing to put in some time because once you've got a book launch done and, and you've got a podcast out there uh especially with the book side of it you, you are going to probably you know be getting opportunities to go and speak and you've got to be willing to do that so either very confident that you're going to be fine doing it and ready to do it or or some experience doing it um you've got to have some money of course uh, a little bit of money you know several thousand dollars usually to to go through the consulting piece and to, to buy a little bit of traffic and to get all of the help that you're going to need to to get it done it's not that you know it's not super expensive for the results that it delivers, but there's got you've got to have a little bit of money. Um, and well, it's, ideally- it's a business strategy too, right? <laughs> I, I I jokingly say this that when I got into I didn't do Facebook advertising until a couple of years ago, and I'm like I wish I had learned paid traffic and other opportunities besides just this organic create content. And I'm not an SEO person, so you know, but so it's a business, and if you can accelerate your growth and exposure, it's a smart investment. Yeah, that that's exactly right, and that's the that's the I guess that's exactly really you've framed up what we're looking for, Kim. Is 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 people that that think about it like that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, really important that you see that this is a business. Um, your book is there. It's 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 a it's an investment in your business to really get some rapid growth to develop that authority, and it's got multiple benefits um, from being able to get much higher transaction sizes to really shortening the sales process so that you can win those customers a lot more quickly so that you can actually go and speak on platforms because you've got the authority piece and you've got the the proof in terms of your book to to have some value to someone that that owns the platform and um yeah just on and on there's just so many benefits to getting the authority piece taken care of For, for me once you've got the authority piece taken care of the rest of your business gets much much easier yeah, it totally does. I'd, I'd have to say um, it, f- the experience that I've had with the podcasting, how many things it's opened up and I didn't <laughs> launch it with a strategy. It was just something I wanted to do, which I know there's so many other ways to do that. Um, okay. So just last kind of fun question. I always ask people this is, is there anything fun about yourself that you'd like to share that maybe people don't know about you? um yeah i mean there's a a lot of uh fun things about me um we one of the i guess one of the 
strange things about us here is we uh, every year we get a I buy a larger uh, bear for 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 my wife on our anniversary, and now we've got uh, teddy bears in in our condominium here that are about two times the size of a of a typical adult male. <laughs> <laughs> What you were so funny you said Baramal. Did he just say bear? You did? <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh my god, that's super funny. I love it. <laughs> and we have pet sugar gliders as well, which is pretty cool. Um a what? What's a sugar glider? It's uh it's a small uh f- like a little flying possum. They they kind of like mice but a little bit bigger and they have fur, not hair and they they're smarter and cuter and they wake up at night and if you actually threw them, which of course I would never do, they they would <laughs> glide. <laughs> oh, I'm totally going to have to look up a picture of one of those and, and put or send me one so we can put that in the show notes too. That would just be totally funny. Um, I love it. That is awesome. Josh, I love chatting with you. It, it's just my mind is going a million miles a minute as it does when we get off the phone. But thank you so much. Uh, where is the best place for people to connect with you? Again, all the links to everything we've talked about, including the, the podcast, Tropical Entrepreneur, as well as your businesses will be in here. But where's the best p- place for people to connect with you? Um, best place for people to connect with me, I think, is, I, I mean, I, I do get a lot of email, but I am always willing to uh, I try to respond to everyone as quickly as I can. It would probably be josh at tropicalentrepreneur.com uh, in terms of my email. But uh, always drop by the podcast at tropicalentrepreneur.com and, and you know, please um, drop in a comment and we can have a chat there. But uh, yeah, then there's if, if you are interested in agency services like normal SEO and pay per click and things like that, it's, it's smartroi.com.au. Or if you're really serious about developing yourself into a, an authority and, and getting your book done and looking at a strategy to do all the things we've been talking about, it'd be um, come over to uh, authoritytheFactory.net and just go through the services and just read a little bit more about it. And if you get the feel that, wow, this is for me, then you know you can contact me through the site or, again, at that, that email address and, and we can, we can uh, jump on for a conversation and learn a little bit about each other and, and just decide kind of where we go from there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Josh. It's it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. All of the links that Josh mentioned, which there's there's quite a handful. We're going to have some great uh, show notes for you. So go to the WPChick.com forward slash Josh Denning. And for the podcast episode, all the links, like I said, will be there. And if you're serious about doing this and, and stepping into the authority, he's the guy you want to talk to. So thanks as always. Have a fantastic day. Thank you, Kim. Thanks, guys. Do you see what I mean? Like, what a great guy, right? I totally adore this guy. Wonderful human being. Anyways, make sure to check out uh, Josh's sites, connect with him socially. You can go to the wpchick.com forward slash Josh. And uh, there's a little bit more uh, goodies for you there waiting. And as always, thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a fantastic day. And if you're up for it, I'd love a review in iTunes. Thanks so much, guys. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. That helps a lot, but I would love a review in iTunes. It just takes a few minutes. Go over to, you know, you can subscribe in iTunes. Um, There is a link on the show note, but just look for the WordPress Chick Podcast. You can search it um, and leave a review, and um, we will be talking soon. 